Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Monday wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. We have got a lot to dive into here. Uh, Right off the top, the Olympics, in theory, are going to start this weekend and you can get up to a $1,000 no-risk wager FanDuel.com slash Clay that is FanDuel.com slash Clay get your bets in now up to a thousand dollar no risk wager FanDuel.com slash Clay right, biggest drop in the stock market since October of last year nearly a year without a drop like this now the positive is uh, the Dow bought back some at the end I believe ends up down over 700 points. I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, And so what's behind suddenly the the Dow dropping like this? There is a lot of fear out there surrounding what exactly is going on in England. And let me kind of walk through what's going on in England as it relates to COVID. Alright? You guys know I try to look at the data. I try to share reasonable, intelligent, Uh, not irrational, not COVID fear porn, all right? And so, what's going on in England is tough to follow. Okay, so England opened back up fully today on July 19th. But while they did it, Boris Johnson, who is uh, the the Prime Minister of, uh, of England, he is right now quarantining for 10 days even though he had COVID and I believe also got the COVID vaccine because he is afraid uh, not afraid is the wrong word but because he has been exposed to someone who has also tested positive. And what you're seeing happen is we have got a lot of COVID insanity, right? If you've already had COVID or you have had the COVID vaccine in my opinion there is no reason for you to be quarantining there's no reason for you to be wearing a mask like all the data on this. Okay, so What is a concern is if you look at the number of people that are testing positive for COVID the numbers have skyrocketed in England. In fact, the numbers are back almost to where they were in uh, the highs earlier in the year and I jotted this down uh, and again the data is a mess because the the, the guy in England who's in charge of sharing this data just sent out Uh, a tweet trying to correct some of the information he put out so I'm trying to be as straightforward uh, as I can with the data while understanding that it's imperfect data. All right, according to a report that came out earlier this afternoon there are right now 3,813 people in hospitals with COVID that's the most since March the 24th in England. Uh, And that has happened even though the number of people that are receiving the COVID vaccine in England is very, very high. One of the highest rates of vaccination anywhere in the world. So, if these numbers are accurate and initially the report was that 60% of those that were hospitalized had been double vaccinated now the report is and I want to read this statement uh, itself because I, I, think it's a, uh, I think it's a significant, uh, significant quote and Sir Patrick Valance who is evidently the, uh, the scientific guru uh, of England said correcting a statistic I gave at the press conference today about 60% of hospitalizations from COVID are not from double vaccinated people 
rather 60% are currently from unvaccinated people. So does that mean 40% in theory it would 40% of the people that are hospitalized right now are actually vaccinated. Again, the story here is what exactly is going on? Uh, How much protection are we getting from the COVID vaccine versus how much protection was expected from the COVID vaccine? And the numbers out of England are a bit alarming in the context of how well the COVID vaccine might be working. Now, I understand people out there like you can't say that you can't discuss No, I look at the data and then I share the data with you guys and there are multiple hypotheses for what could be going on, right? It's still too early. The hope is that the COVID vaccine in conjunction with natural immunity is going to mean that the overall number of cases are continuing to de- are going to continue to decline and that we are also going to see a decline in hospitalization and death. That's my hope, right? Vaccines plus natural immunity. I have natural immunity. Uh, I got COVID. I've recovered from it. I still have COVID antibodies. My hope would be that there are hundreds of millions of people like me. There's also hundreds of millions of people who have gotten vaccinated that that combination will uh, lead to way less hospitalizations and also uh, way less uh, deaths. But there's also a concern that is is out there because you've seen already as the numbers have been rising in the United States the draconian Corona Bros out there are going to start to implement more of their uh, restrictions on people, right? LA, I'm flying to LA on Wednesday In LA, they are going to require uh, that you wear a mask if you are indoors in public. It's crazy to me. Uh, Just like it's crazy to me, I was in Michigan, pure Michigan. Had an awesome time in Michigan uh, over the weekend visiting with my wife's family. Uh, I was encouraged by the number of people walking around in the airport that weren't wearing masks. It makes no sense to wear a mask in an airport. It makes no sense to wear a mask on an airplane at this point in time. You can sit in a bar or restaurant in an airport without your mask on. You can pull your mask down and eat or drink in an airport without your mask on. This is all just a bunch of cosmetic theater. But my concern is the Corona Bro community is going to use increases in the number of people that are hospitalized and or dying from very low levels right now in the summer As we move into the fall and the winter the natural increase of viruses occurs every year in the winter in the United States in the fall and winter. And so my concern is that the same failed policies which took place in March of 2020 March of last year when we locked down cities when we shut down schools when we told everybody two weeks to slow the spread and now we're 18 months later My concern is that the Corona Bros are going to use this as an excuse to lock down. And let me give you an example of Wall Street traders also making that bet. I like to follow a variety of stocks. Uh, One of them is Peloton which I have some shares in. Uh, I've got shares in a lot of different companies uh, including what I always encourage people to do buy the S&P 500 index funds. Peloton was up let me check the latest dollar figure so I get this right so somebody's like no it wasn't Peloton was up uh, let's see Peloton on the day was up almost $8 
okay most of the rest of the stock market was down substantially why would Peloton be up $8 while the rest of the stock market by and large is down substantially why would Peloton be up let me get the actual uh, percentage for you Peloton would be up right now 7% and the rest of the stock market is down around uh, 2% so a 10% difference between the Dow and between Peloton a major difference between what's going on there and what's going on with the rest of the market and my answer is some people are betting that we're going to have to shut down again that's, I, that's why I think Peloton is up again because Peloton was one of the biggest beneficiaries of the lockdown in the first place because everybody who would have ordinarily been going to their gyms instead they suddenly had to work out from home the number of people buying and subscribing to Peloton products skyrocketed. So to me there are Wall Street traders that are betting that we could end up with the Corona Bros ascendant again trying to shut down things around the country. And we could end up and this is what I'm afraid of in a real red versus blue state America because I got to tell you I don't think very many people in red state America where I live are going to support the idea of ever locking down again for anything because it didn't work. The data is clear it is transparent the lockdowns did not work. If you compare what happened in Florida and Texas for example with what happened in New York and California Florida and Texas lower rate of death lower rate of a major issue from COVID than either New York or California did. New York and California both locked down in a big way. So I think we could be trending towards unfortunately a massive battle royale during the fall over which states are shutting down over which cities are shutting down and some people out there are going to say you're overreacting and I hope I am but I'm just telling you when you look at this data and when you see the stock market moving like it moved today after people had a weekend to digest all of the information again I am anti-lockdown I am anti-corona bro I am pro live your life normally we can't allow COVID to shut us down but what I'm telling you is I'm afraid this battle is about to be fought anew and uh, I am concerned about what exactly might end up happening as we fight that battle anew. Uh, Positive story that is out there. SEC media days are underway uh, and that is a positive sign because it means that college football is close again. We're going to have a lot of fun doing some cool stuff with you guys with college football returning but what I want to say right now because I know a lot of people in SEC uh, athletic directors offices a lot of people uh, in the conference in general a lot of people in college football we've got to end the COVID madness in college sports. Okay? Listen to me carefully. We cannot continue to test every single kid on campus all the time desperately terrified that there is going to be in some way a COVID positive. I talked about this over the weekend with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Young healthy people aren't in danger from COVID. Once they are vaccinated they should never be tested again in my opinion. But also there's no fear here of significant health related concerns. We know what the data tells us. So why are we still requiring in any way any kind of quarantines any kind of isolation any kind of potential cancellations or forfeits in sports? We've got to break the COVID madness. 
we've got to break this trend of testing everybody and being terrified if somebody ends up positive. And by the way, sports is an interesting test, right? Uh, Chris Paul had to miss several games for being positive. Several members of the U.S. men's basketball team have had COVID-related issues. I think we have an alternate on the U.S. women's gymnastics team that has issues right now. This is going to be a big part of the two-week Olympics that are taking place in Japan. Who's testing positive? Who's not? If you've had the vaccine or you've had COVID we shouldn't be testing you. We just shouldn't. Like I've had COVID already. I might get a minor version of COVID again but we can't be obsessively testing over this time after time after time. And I'm afraid that we are. Positive SEC is back. Negative it seems to me that college football and the NFL are going to follow what the NBA did and what unfortunately happened with college baseball in NC State out in uh, out in Omaha where kids that are completely without danger from COVID were going to shut down games even though uh, they have zero actual risk from COVID. I'm afraid of this happening. Also, think it's unfortunate. There's talk now that every kid two and older is going to have to wear a mask inside of school. Now, there's no justification for this. The data does not reflect either that kids are primary conveyors of COVID or that COVID is uh, a danger to classrooms to teachers, right? Teachers can go get their vaccination but no kid should be wearing a mask. I mean, this is absolute madness. Last year, I was willing to accept it uh, because I wanted my kids to be able to attend school in person and I give credit uh, to all the teachers that taught in person last year including my kids. My kids, uh, two of the three go to public schools and I was a public school kid K-12 through but this idea that two-year-olds and up need to be wearing masks is not supported by data. Nobody under the age of 12 can get the vaccine so it effectively means every kid under the age of 12 would have to wear a mask everywhere including in theory during sports it makes no sense okay this is cosmetic theater it isn't supported by science at all and we need actually to have some solid decisions being made people standing up and saying enough in response to stories like these Uh, Peyton this is a good story Peyton and Eli Manning are headed to Monday Night Football for 10 weeks out of the year to do their own version of of the uh, of what I think will be a really entertaining Monday Night Football broadcast. And let me, uh, let me pull up the official release. This is a good move by ESPN. I want to give them credit. Uh, Peyton and Eli Manning headline an alternate Monday Night Football telecast. I've been arguing for this for over a decade. I've been doing this for over a decade alternate shows that are non-traditional broadcasts. Uh, They are going to do 10 games each season each of the next three years. They will be from a remote location. They will have celebrities including iconic and current players join them. Uh, It will be on ESPN2 uh, and uh, it will complement the traditional broadcast of Monday Night Football on ESPN and it's being produced in conjunction with Omaha Productions which you remember Peyton Manning got a lot of attention and then did a funny video send-up Uh, for the University of Tennessee baseball team going to Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, But Peyton Manning, uh, that is a good move. Peyton and Eli, I think it'll be really funny. I think alternative broadcast in general 
make a lot of sense I think you need alternative gambling broadcast I think you need alternative fan broadcast uh, just guys or girls who are fans of a particular team talking during the course of the game I think that would be wildly popular as opposed to everybody having to watch the traditional Voice of God broadcast I give credit uh, to ESPN for making this move. Anybody notice we're just a couple of weeks away from the official start of NFL training camps and there's no news at all about Deshaun Watson? It's as if the 22 different women accusing him of sexual assault have just vanished. Uh, There's been no action taken by the NFL at all. I would think they're going to have to put him uh, out of the league on the commissioner's exempt list or figure out some form or fashion under which Deshaun Watson is not going to be allowed to play this year. But the whole story surrounding Deshaun Watson is very strange to try and figure out exactly what is going on here uh, as it pertains to uh, to Deshaun Watson and, uh, and what's going to happen to him going forward given all of the allegations. We have a little bit of an example with Trevor Bauer who had one woman accuse him of sexual assault. She has uh, had her uh, allegations heard and Trevor Bauer is not playing baseball right now. I believe he's been pulled off the field uh, so we'll have to see exactly what ends up happening there. I want to give props and maybe we can mix this in uh, and actually put the uh, video up. Uh, over the weekend Giannis gave a discussion about Game 5 and how he was going to focus going forward and it was fabulous. And the more I watch of Giannis and I want to give him credit the Bucks are up 3-2 in this series. They've won three straight games and if the season ended uh, if the season ends tomorrow uh, as it is favored to end then Giannis would be the finals MVP and he would win his first championship at the age of 26. If you look at Giannis and his public profile I think he has to be the new face of the NBA. Uh, He is an incredibly likable guy and I think you have to give a tremendous amount of credit to anybody who is able to be and I want to share this video so hopefully we can mix it in to anybody that is able to be this intelligent and thoughtful while talking in a different language. I took French. I can barely say anything at all remotely intelligent in French. Certainly I would never say anything in French that would have the French people stopping in their tracks and saying oh you know what that was really well said but Giannis was talking about ego uh, past, present, performance how you analyze it all and he said it so incredibly well in his non-native language I believe that the NBA needs to make Giannis the face of the league as opposed to LeBron James. Giannis can represent everything that's good about the NBA and also reach to a broader level of support because he's got uh, foreign bona fides in that there's obviously a lot of people in Greece but all around the world who I think would respond very well to his story. Um, So a couple of other things here. Uh, I am headed to LA on Wednesday. So there will be shows this week of OutKick the Show on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday then I will get to LA and I will probably not be able to do shows out there because there will be too many different moving parts. We're going to close out season 3 of Fox Bet Live. We've done like 700 of these shows on television now uh, and so I'll be out in LA for, uh, for taping there. I'm curious to see what the mask mandate ridiculousness looks like in LA. 
Uh, I'll be in LA on Thursday, Friday. Next week, I'll be back out in Las Vegas on Thursday, Friday. And then the week after that, I will be in New York City. So I've got a lot of travel as we get ready for uh, the start of the college football season. But I am headed out. I want to say amazing time, like I said earlier, in Michigan. I appreciate uh, all the people that I met uh, at the airport flying uh, up to Michigan for the weekend with my wife's family. And also, had an incredible time. Uh, a lot of my wife's family in Michigan are listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Uh, and it was great to get uh, feedback from them on what exactly is going on there. I don't know how many of you have paid a lot of attention to the 1619 Project. It's basically the foundation of critical race theory. Uh, there's a woman named Nicole Hannah-Jones who made up her entire uh, impressions of history. And let me just say this. I was a history major, all right? I did my history thesis. I thought about going to get a PhD in history and another life I might have gone to give uh, get a PhD in history. I did my thesis in history to graduate with honors not to brag or draw attention to myself but my, uh, my thesis in history uh, to graduate magna cum laude or summa cum laude or whatever the heck it was I don't even remember uh, from George Washington University in three years. Uh, I did it on the impact potentially that total war might have had in uh, the Civil War. In other words if the South had adopted General Sherman's total war concept when they invaded Pennsylvania when they burned down the only city really in the, in the north that was ever burned by the south was Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Anyway, really uh, I think fascinating story uh, that, uh, that I wrote, thesis that I wrote, all right? So history and or historiography is about the way that we study the past. And it's everybody has different interpretations of history but what they need to do is be rooted in some form or fashion in fact. And by the way, my thesis my thesis was that if the South had adopted more of a total war policy when Robert E. Lee invaded in 1863 which led to the Gettysburg campaign that based on the returns in votes in 1864 in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania the city that was burned down that there would have been less support for Abraham Lincoln in the 1864 presidential election uh, than there was. And I did that by analyzing the return of the uh, votes in 1860 and 1864 in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Fascinating angle. And by the way, anybody out there who's arguing oh, this is the most important election in the history of the United States. We had an election in 1864 between Abraham Lincoln and George Britton McClellan his former leader of the uh, Union Army over whether or not the Civil War should continue or whether the South should be allowed to secede essentially. The Democrat was uh, McClellan and the Democrat in that case wanted to allow the South to secede. Interesting, just a little bit of anecdote for you. Also, by the way, Lincoln was the Republican. By the way, also, if you think about it um, we had an election in 1944 in the middle of World War II over exactly what our policies were going to be going forward as it pertained to Nazi Germany and how involved we were going to be and all those aspects. Okay? All that's pretty significant. All right? Uh, and uh, so everybody out there who's like oh this is the most important election that's ever existed or our country's under the biggest threat. No. Study a little bit of history. But Nicole Hannah-Jones uh, she said and I'm not misquoting her here that Cuba is the most equal country in the Western Hemisphere. And she was saying that in praise of Fidel Castro and in praise of Cuba. And this is something that I believe deserves more attention. There's a lot of left-wingers out there 
that are socialist, that are communist, that refuse to criticize Cuba because Cuba is a communist country. And the the equality angle is so funny because uh, yeah, they may be equal in some way although they really aren't because the people at the top of the Communist Party live much better than the, than the people at the bottom of the Communist Party. But everybody lives in an awful environment. They drive 1950s cars. They have no air conditioning. They have no basic access for the most part to medical care of a high level. They have uh, limited ability to earn livings. They have no capitalistic economy. They have no market-based economy. Poverty is endemic in that it is everywhere. It is impossible to escape. And the reason why so few people, the Colin Kaepernick's, the Nicole Hannah-Joneses of the world, if you want me to connect it to sports, the reason why so few of them are willing to criticize Cuba is because in their world, that's what they want America to be. They want America to be so equal that we're all equally poor. They don't want wide varieties of outcome. But here's the deal. There are wide varieties of outcome in America because the opportunity is so extreme that you can be Jeff Bezos or Steve Jobs or uh, Elon Musk in a way that you cannot anywhere else in the world. We have to free the human mind and allow capital to expand itself as far as you possibly can see to the horizon. Does that sometimes mean that there is great wealth? Yes. But everybody is wealthier than they would otherwise be. And that's what so few people understand about capitalism. The reason why you all have if you are a socialist or a communist the luxury to spend time complaining about capitalism is because this country is so wealthy that it gives you the luxury to ridicule capitalism to the high heavens. Capitalism is imperfect because it is created by man but it has lifted more people out of poverty than any other market system in the history of the world. All right, uh, I've got to go do Fox Bet Live here in a minute. I appreciate all of you. Uh, my name is Clay Travis. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I'm going to continue to fall, follow what's going on in England and this story Uh, as it pertains to our stock markets. We'll be discussing it a lot on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. I appreciate all of you. I hope you had fantastic weekends. I'll be on television here in just a little bit and that will be Fox Bet Live. Thank you guys.